Hello everyone and welcome to Living La Belle Vie with me, your host, Monday Young, your expert expat life coach. Hello everybody and thank you for joining me here on WRP. Today I will be speaking with Yasmin Bolin who is a world-renowned astrologer. Um, Yasmin will be speaking with us today about how we can use astrology for transformation. So hello Yasmin and thank you for joining me today. Hello Monday. How are you? I'm pretty good thank you. Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so Yasmin I know that um, me and we've known each other for about 14 years I think. Yeah, probably 14, 15 years. Yes. So I met Yasmin in Paris in 2006, and her astrologic talents helped me find work, create a business, and to have a healthy divorce, and to have a, um, a clear path for moving forward in my life. And so I invited her to, her to talk about how really astrology is a lot more than reading uh, your horoscope in the back of a magazine, that it really can be a transformational tool. Now, Yasmin has been an astrologer for over two decades, and she has um, several best-selling books, such as Moonology, Astrology uh, Made Easy, and Mercury Retrograde. Um, so, Yasmin, can you talk to us a bit about your specialty as an astrologer? So, uh, I mean, basically, like everybody else, you know, I, when I first started out, I learned astrology from, you know, start to finish everything about, you know, everything you need to know about astrology. But within astrology, you have, you know, all the different planets. So there's the moon and there's Mercury and there's Venus and so on. And when I was learning astrology, um, I became particularly interested in the moon. And uh, actually what happened was that I was having a conversation with one of my very first sort of teachers. It was a very, she wasn't really, I wasn't paying her. It wasn't, we weren't having lessons, but she was a friend who was into us. She was an astrologer and um, she was kind of teaching me the basic basics. And once we got to the moon, um, I was really fascinated by it. And she said, oh, no, no, no. You don't want to think about the moon. It's far too complicated. Mm. And that was you know me, that was like a red rag to a bull. And I was like, no, you can't put me off. I'm going to find out more. And it kind of went from there. You're like, I, you're like, I smell a challenge. Exactly. So it kind of went from there and I, and I started to really sort of work a lot more with the moon. Um, but this was like, you know, like I didn't start. So now my speciality really is the moon. Um, okay. And, but that probably didn't emerge for... I don't know, maybe three or four or five years into my astrolog astrological studies. Um, but now it's definitely my thing. And it has been, you know, for probably about 15 years. In fact, by when I met you in Paris, apart from the fact you responded to an ad, because Monday <laughs> yes. it was my yes, trusty no, assistant for a while, yeah, I, I actually advertised for, for someone... Someone who had, who was Virgo, basically, because I knew that Virgos would be so helpful and they love to help. Um, and I was already making wishes under the under the Eiffel Tower at the time of the new moon when I met you and I'm doing my full moon stuff. So it's been a, been a while now. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories to tell people <laughs> that my first job in Paris 
I had to send in my date of birth and the time I was born. And it was through my astrology chart that I got picked for an interview. And it was just like, people were like, are you serious? And I'm like, yes, I am really serious. <laughs> and now it's really normal. Now everyone's so into astrology. Nobody bats an eyelid. <laughs> no, in France, they bat eyelids still. You know, they still find it a pretty amazing they oh, still they? find it a pretty amazing story, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but when did you discover that astrology be, could be used to transform people's lives in such a major way? When when was that aha moment for you? Um, I mean, again, it was really tied up with my studies around the moon. Mm -hmm. um, because when you learn astrology, it kind of is given to you, it's taught more or less as you know, a way to understand yourself okay. and also to make predictions. So you kind of think it's about predicting what's going to happen and seeing the future. Uh, but at some point really early on again in my astrological studies, and it really was tied up with the moon, I realized that magical women had been using the moon for millennia to, I mean, to, to effectively cast spells, which just for the record, I don't do. Mm. Um, but I was like, okay, so that's interesting. So there was this long-standing tradition of women kind of sending their wishes and spells out to the universe at the time of the new moon. And, you know, the fact is they did it for hundreds of years with amazing results. And okay. it was only because of they started getting burned alive at the stake that they stopped doing it um, or drowned or hanged um, for being a witch. And um, so. It was when I started experimenting with setting intentions at the time of the new moon and making wishes, uh, you know, I started to see like, I mean, truly astounding results, like astounding results. And can you give us some examples? Well, one example I remember was, um, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this one before, so I hope it makes sense when I tell it, but there was, there was this guy that I knew. This was when, before I met you, before I moved to Paris. I was living in Sydney in Bond, at Bondi Beach yeah. and I was single. And um, there was this guy that I knew who I kind of had a vague interest in, not, not particularly, but a little bit anyway. And he was a life coach. And um, he came over to my house and he wanted to give me some kind of free life coaching lesson. I think we were just kind of flirting with each other. Yeah. Um, but he kind of said to me, okay, you know, what do you want to achieve? And I remember saying, you know, funnily enough, it's the new moon today. So it's a really good day for me to be stating my intentions. And I said to him, I'm just going to start off by saying, I don't really want a relationship. That's not on my, my agenda right now. I think I just had a really bad breakup. So I wasn't interested in having a relationship with him or anyone really. Um, and then I said, but I do want to get, I want to, um, I'd really like to, I, I don't remember exactly what the wishes were, but I think there were things like, I'd like to buy a flat, I'd like to get a regular astrology column, and I'd mm. like to get a VW Beetle or something like that. Yeah. And I wrote them down. And it was before I was really um, sort of sure of how all this worked. And However, however much longer later, I told you I haven't told this story before, so I, I can't, really, I haven't really, I need to almost go back. I've got quite detailed diaries of everything. And, wow. But um, it was at some point in the not too distant future after that, mm. 
I had literally manifested my first astrology column and, and I'd bought a flat and I had a VW Beetle. And I remember thinking, that's just incredible. And I, and wow. I didn't have a relationship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And I remember sure. just thinking, like every single thing I declared to the universe with, with that guy, I won't say his name, um, happened. So it was, that was like early days of when I right. started to realise that, um, I mean, it's so powerful. And can I just say, Monday, you know, yeah. like for years I've been talking about all this stuff mm. and talking about how, you know, I mean, another really early manifestation I had was when I wrote my first novel, which was to the, in the year 2000. Mm. And, uh, and I drew a cover for it, which ended up looking really like the eventual cover which I had no control over the cover but I drew I hand drew a cover wow. as a visualization exercise and when the book came out like when you hold the book and my picture together it was astounding wow. and it, yeah and it, but, but back then like it was the really early days like nobody was really talking about it that much there was this mm. woman called Shakti Gawain who wrote an amazing book called creative visualization, visualization. yes one of my favorites really, yeah, well, that was like about the only thing that was really around then. And then I remember one particular article. I remember reading an article about it at one point as well, written by an English journalist. Um, but now, you know, like this week, I've been looking at, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle is now talking about conscious manifestation and about yeah, how yeah. before he wrote The Power of Now, he did exactly what I just said that I did, um, mm. was, which was, you know, drawing a cover and imagining he had a book deal and imagining the book on the shelves and all that. So like it's becoming much more accepted now, which is, you know, brilliant because I honestly think that like in a way that's what we humans are here to do. We learn about learn here to learn about how we can transform our lives and working sure. with the new moon is to me the secret ingredient. So that's kind of how I discovered it could be used to transform your life. Well, that's, I mean, that's pretty amazing. I mean, that's a good way to discover it with a column and a new, <laughs> and a new car and all of that stuff. And that's, and I, and I mean, and I have had the same experience in my life, you know, especially with setting intentions um, and um, using visualization, using astrology, you know, making those intentions at the right time to to manifest some great things in my life. So can you talk to us a bit about why is the new moon so important? So, I mean, honestly, I don't know why. Um, all I know is that I've tapped into this ancient wisdom, mm. which women have literally for thousands of years, they would make set their intentions at the time of the new moon. And they would make spells, like I said, they'd cast spells. They'd go out onto, you know, Dartmoor in here in England, which is like this dark, witchy place at new moon when there's obviously no moon in the sky. You can't, the skies are really black. And they would make, well, they would cast their spells and make their magic. And I've always, I was raised a Catholic, so I've always been a little bit on the, like, you know, scared side of... of <laughs> magic and witches and things just because you know like that's how I was brought up yeah. but I realized that it doesn't matter you don't have to kind of you know get that into the witchy thing to actually just you know make it set intentions and make wishes and and you know connect with the divine and I work with angels and goddesses so the new moon has just always been traditionally the time to do it 
Okay. And if you think about it in terms of the lunar cycle, it does actually make sense because, you know, the new moon is when there is no moon in the skies, like it's, you can't see the moon. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, you get the sliver of the crescent moon and then it gets to a half moon, which we call the first quarter. Then you get the full moon, which is when you kind of get the emotional explosion and the, you know, the manifestations or you kind of get your report card on where you are with what you've been manifesting. And then we go into the waning cycle, which is what we're in right now as we're recording this, which is a time to sort of let go. All right. And, um, you know, it kind of makes sense when you look at the lunar cycle that the new moon would be the start. And also okay. it, it makes sense as well if you think of it like, you know, if you think of it everything, it, everything's a macrocosm, mm. um, you know, as above, so below, everything reflects everything. Well, you think about it, what happens when you plant a seed? You stick it, you use your finger and you push it down into a bit mm. of earth and then you cover it up and it's dark down there. And that's kind of reflected in the dark of the moon when we can't see the moon. And, mm. you know, it all, to me, it all makes sense. And that's, you know, that's why we do it at new moon. And there's also a lot that we do at full moon, which I can tell you about as well, which I learned about in India. So a completely different tradition. And I mean, it's also, I mean, the moon, the, the moon is like the cycle of the female menstrual cycle. It's also people use it for gardening to know when to plant. And so the moon has seems to have such a large effect on cycles, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, without the moon, the earth would go spinning out of orbit. The earth, the moon actually keeps us in orbit and it does dictate a lot of cycles uh, you know, traditionally we had a lunar calendar. It's now only now we have the solar calendar. So the moon has been around, you know, and we've been observing the moon for a very, I mean, ever since ever. Like there is in France where you are, there are, um, well, perhaps not exactly where you are, but in France, there are cave paintings that are 26,000 years old uh, showing the cycles of the moon because obviously they were wow. using them to know when it was going to be bright at night and when it was going to be dark at night and maybe they were making wishes and setting intentions as well. <laughs> so if someone was like trying to, was totally new to astrology um, and but they were interested in in maybe using it as a personal development tool where would you tell them to start so i mean it really depends on what they want because on the one hand if you do what i call moonology you don't need to know any astrology we basically okay. take everything out and all you're left with is the sun and the moon and the, the lunar cycle and that's all you need to know and that will help you to change your life but if you want to learn about yourself as a person and how you are and what you're like and what your challenges are and what your talents and gifts are, then, you know, then what we call natal astrology is a good place to start because it's where, um, it's where you've basically studied the plant, where the planets were at the moment of your birth and you get meaning from that. And you, you know, people will usually tell you that what they find out about themselves is, you know, uncannily accurate and a little bit confronting. Okay. 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 But it's much more complicated. Moonology you can learn in. I can I teach moonology in in you know two hour workshops or one day workshops. Astrology takes ten fifteen years to learn just the basics. Okay. So even if you go to an ast an astrologer, it's still a long sort of process. So what would be the difference with with moon moonology? How is it more accessible for people? what you're right. 
just to say, sorry, if you go to an astrologer, that's a completely different matter. An astrologer can help you understand your chart. I mean, for me, though, I always wanted to learn astrology myself because I didn't want to go to an astrologer who has then had their own astrology chart and would put their own filters and their own meanings onto, you know, my chart. So I, I always wanted to learn my own astrology. Um, with moonology, uh, sorry, what was the rest of the question there? The question is, um, you were saying that... Um, so when I was, I, I think the question that I had asked initially was like, where would someone who's interested in using astrology as a personal development tool, where should they start? And, um, and I was maybe, maybe referring more like, where would they begin? Would they go to an astrologer and have their chart done? What would be this, what would be the way that they could do that without studying astrology themselves? Okay. So, Yeah. So the first thing to do would be to um, probably go and get a reading with someone who, you know, is highly recommended by someone who knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, the last thing you want to do is just go to some random person who, you know. So how do you check the qualifications of an astrologer? Like what is, what is, what does that look like? How do you make you sure? Have, you have to go by, one? you have to go by word of mouth. You have to ask around. You have to find people who've also had readings. Okay. Um, because, you know, some people are really good and some people are, you know, they've been studying for five seconds and they shouldn't be doing readings. Right. So that would be the first step. I mean, there are plenty of books to read as well once you're mm. starting out. I mean, you know, um, one of my favourite books is Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook by Debbie Kempton Smith. Okay. Um, so you print out your chart and get a hold of that book and it will teach you about yourself. Um, I do have a book called Astrology Made Easy, but okay. my book is more for people who want to learn astrology, how to do their own chart rather than okay. who just want to have a, a little bit of a read. And, you know, it's more for people who want to actually understand the mechanics. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess start with an uh, astrology reading. I actually didn't start with an astrology reading, though, I must say. Um, because I had this friend who was an astrologer, I guess I started with informal chats about astrology and it just okay. piqued my interest. Right. Okay. And so, and so what's the difference between moonology and traditional, what did you say it's called natal astrology? Okay. So natal astrology is basically the study of the natal chart. So we put in your time, date and place of birth and we look at your chart and we can say, okay, this is what you're like. You've got this sun here. You've got this rising sign. You've got your moon here. This is what it all means. You've got this square Saturn or this sextile Jupiter or whatever. And we can, we can get a picture of your personality and your challenges and your opportunities. Moonology is really more for um, people who are into manifesting and uh, it's it's using the moon as a cosmic timer to consciously create your life basically okay okay and so can you give us um and so i know that's your specialty moonology helping people manifest uh their their desires and can you just tell us a bit about some of the tools that you use to help people do that well i mean i know you have some you do I saw on your site that you have like moonology um, worksheets. Yeah. So for example, I mean, the idea with moonology is that uh, you work on yourself. Um, mm. It's not as simple as, you know, you just make your wishes and that's it. You have to work on sure. yourself. You have to do your full moon forgiveness. The worksheets are there to help you kind of do a full and frank inventory of yourself. Mm. And if you do one worksheet, 
every month uh, that I offer, it'll take you around your whole 12, the 12 houses of your chart. So you'll basically have worked on every part of your life over a period okay. of 12 months. So that's one of the tools I offer. Um, they come in my new moon, my new moon kits that I have, which uh, I can give you a URL for if you like. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of do lots of meditations and chanting and uh, I don't know. I probably could offer more tools actually thinking about it. <laughs> I have so, my book. I mean, I wrote a whole book that's one big tool of how to do monology. Monology, yeah. And what would you say is the greatest feedback that you get from your, your clients who, who start using monology? Uh, that's really easy. Um, the word life-changing comes mm. up a lot and mm. it's, it's my favorite word. When people say to me, I can't believe it. I started using moonology and it's been life-changing. I get that all the time mm. and I know it's true because it's been life-changing for me too. And that's my favorite thing. Cause I, that's what I feel like I'm here to do is to teach people about how to change their lives if they want to. Right. And you get people from all walks of life, all types of, uh, all types of professions everything i get people who haven't had a job in two years through to you know harvard educated lawyers or physicists or whatever right so you get all different and it and it and it's equally as powerful for men and women well just between you me and the gatepost <laughs> and this radio station. <laughs> the radio station i kind of feel like um it's more of a women's thing. Like I don't deny men access to it because I'm sure there is a masculine energy for it. And I teach my son about the new moon and I teach mm -hmm. my husband as well. But I feel like the men have sort of had so much in astrology. You know, if you look through all the books that were written about astrology for about the first, you know, 500 years or whatever, or 1500 years actually, mm. um, but they weren't writing books to start with, but they're all written by men. And, you know, when you wonder, you think, well, where were all these women? Where were the women um, when they were, all these books were being written? And they were at home making their lotions and potions and tinctures and working with the new moon and working with the full moon and, you know, basically doing it all quietly until, as I said, you know, about 500 years ago when they started to call them witches and burn them alive at the stake in the village square. Mm. So, I mean, I wrestle with this because... I have a son who's the light of my life, as you know, because you yes, were there when yes, I was pregnant. Yes, yes. Um, I was there when he was an intention. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, of course I want him to be a part of this and he is a part of this because he's my kid and we do new moon ceremonies together and we do full moon ceremonies and he fully understands it. But in some ways I... I kind of feel like it's kind of women's work. I'm loath to say okay. that because of him. <laughs> um, and he's always going to be welcome. And, and, and men are all welcome, but it's kind of, they're the enlightened men are welcome, you know? Yeah. I don't want any toxic masculinity around the moon either. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Okay. So you, so you think women seem to have a deeper connection with the, with the moon? Yeah, because in astrology, the moon is feminine and the sun right. is masculine. So you could okay. argue that it is for men and women because it, we, the new moon can't take place without the sun. 
because it's when right. the new moon and it's when the moon and the sun are together. So it's a bit of but yin and yang at the new moon. It's totally yin and yang, but I am slightly female centric, I will admit, <laughs> rightly or wrongly. I do get pulled up on it on Facebook a bit every now and then. There's this one particular guy called Ed who's always saying to me, What about us blokes, Yasmin? I'm like, No, no, you can, you can do it too. <laughs> yes, it's all about equality, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying not to be a discriminatory influence in the world. I'm being positive, af af positive action for women a bit. Yes, yes, yes. I can understand that. I can understand that. So I know you also, at the moment, you're, you're having, uh, what is it, Moonology Diaries? Yeah, so I wrote Moonology, the book, about four years ago. And mm -hmm. may I say it's been in the Amazon bestsellers ever since, Amazon Astrology bestsellers ever since then, which is amazing. It shows how ready the world is for Moonology. There's lots of other moon books coming up now too, which is great. Mm. Um, but actually there was this lovely girl, um, Indiana, who said, I feel like I need a workbook to go with the book, like I could where I could write all my things down and know what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of ran with that idea and thought, yeah, you know what? Because actually, you know, the new moon in Aries one year might be harmonising with Jupiter and then the mm. following year it might be clashing with Saturn. So it's going to be mm. a different sort of kettle of fish. So I started writing the diaries, the Moonology Diaries, so people who are really into it can follow along and they get a reminder when it's the new moon and they've got a space to make their wishes and they've got place for their full moon forgiveness and all that. And I've actually got one, my new one coming out, the 2021 version is coming out on July 28. Okay. And I'll just say the past two years, they have sold out all over the world, touch wood. Wow. Um, yeah, in the States, UK, Australia, everybody, everywhere. And in translation, in, but actually they're in French. I have okay, the L'Agenda nice. Lunologie, I think it is in French. <laughs> um, so grab your copy now, kids. And I'm, I'm actually <laughs> offering a, a free masterclass for anybody who pre-orders it. So uh, can I give the oh, address for that? Yes, of course, to... please do. So if you, if you go to moonmessages.com forward slash June yep. new moon, one word. Okay, so and I'll definitely forward slash junior moon. I'll definitely put the all the information to uh, to um, the moonology site so people can check out how they can use moonology to manifest the things that to in their life and to learn more about themselves in a in a in a deeper way. But yes, yeah, that'd I, be great. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely make sure that everyone can. Uh, I may, I'll make sure that everyone has your information. And, and come to the masterclass. Um, and come to the masterclass. And so the masterclass, you'll be giving them uh, several times over the next... So the masterclass is going to take place on um, June 21. Okay, June 21. Well, I'm not sure if we'll have broadcast by then, but if not, um, I'm going to make it available for um, afterwards, maybe. I'll decide afterwards. Okay, so people can maybe watch it on replay or something if they, mm, if they sign up on they the die by the diary, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, Yasmin, thank you so much for speaking with us today about how astrology and moonology can help us with personal transformation and manifestation. And anyone who's looking to get in touch with Yasmin, you can go to her site, which is www.moonology.com, if I'm correct. Yep. Or yasminbolin.com. Or yasminbolin.com. 
And I would like to thank everybody for listening to us today on WRP. And I look forward to speaking with you next time. Mm-hmm.